Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Life's so full on, I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. At the last minute, uh, Steve Lancaster from uh, New Zealand Rugby, who's in charge of community rugby and the welfare of players, etc. At that level, um, has uh, very kindly joined us this morning to talk about, uh, very briefly, about these uh, law changes that have been introduced. I, I guess uh, the, the reason why, uh, Stephen, I should say that we've had a lot of adverse texts, uh, initially anyway, I don't think people have read the <laughs> fine print exactly, uh, but we had uh, some adverse uh, texts about the whole thing and a bit worried about it. Uh, so um, <clears throat> to alleviate that, uh, the reason why, first of all, 15 rule changes? Yeah, uh, well, well, I'll start um, by just clarifying that they are experimental uh, by definition, right? So we are trialling these law changes. Um, we want to see how they go and we'll learn from them. And if, uh, if, they, if they prove to be successful, then we'll look to embed them further. But if, in fact... Um, we realised after a year that they haven't really had the desired impact, then uh, they're, they're not set in stone, Smithy. So experimental by definition, but look, in terms of why uh, we have uh, introduced these trials for next year, it's all about uh, the participant experience and looking through two lenses, essentially. The first is uh, safety, so we're wanting to ensure that um, we're, we're doing everything we can to enhance the safety of the game, both perceived and real, um, but secondly, enjoyability uh, to play. So we want the, to ensure that the game is uh, as enjoyable as possible for for our community participants. Two of the hottest issues that we've uh, got in the initial reaction is, first of all, uh, the tackle level of the tackle, which is uh, sternum height. Can you clarify that one for us, please? Yeah, so we're looking to lower um, the height of the tackle, um, really just to um, to, to remove the potential um, for contact with the head um, and for those you know those head collisions and, and, and the risk of head injury so we trialled uh, we trialled the sternum tackle line this year in some um, select teenage grades and uh, those trials were, were deemed successful so we're looking to roll that out nationally at a teenage level and uh, depending on how that goes we, we may look to go to go further but again it's, it's an iterative process at the moment so we're we're learning as we go so that one of the reasons I think the, I was talking before is one of the reasons why people have been targeting the higher area of the body, of course, Steve, is to stop the offload uh, because we're, you know, players around mm. the world have been co become so good at the offload. Uh, that will, I guess, uh, enhance the chances of, of the offload and the tackle, won't it? Exactly, Smithy. So, as I said, uh, both safety and uh, participant experience um, are, are, are um, motivation behind these trials and one of the things we've uh, actively contemplated is that by lowering the height of the tackle we increase the likelihood of the offload um, if we increase the likelihood of the offload we'll have more continuity in the game that will give defences less time to get organised so we'll, you know, less will we see the picket fence defence and we'll start to see more fragmented defensive lines, more attacking opportunities, hopefully more fun to play the game it's a hard, it's going to be uh, put a little bit more emphasis on the referees though, isn't it? Uh, we we already see it with uh, those tackles above the sternum, around the neck area, the seatbelt type tackles and things like that. 
Um, so referees are, are just going to be have to be so much more vigilant in that area. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's, it, pro- it shouldn't make it any harder to referee uh, because you know currently there's um, there's a level beyond above which you, you can't tackle anyway. We're just lowering uh, that level, and and while the sternum might seem um, a little bit hard to um, identify without putting lines on jerseys. Um, really, it's a, it's a clear signal of intent that we want the tackle to be around the belly region rather than around the shoulders or the head. OK, let's uh, look at uh, perhaps the other one that people have uh, been a little contentious about, and that is mm-hmm. the one of uh, no longer taking the ball in the air, no, no longer taking the high ball in the air and staying grounded to do that. Yeah, well, it's... Uh um, and this has been this has been some time in the making. It hasn't been a reaction to uh, last Saturday night or, or just or Sunday night. I'll just say that um, from the outset. But um, you know, clearly we've all seen in the last week um, how how dangerous um, aerial collisions can be, uh, both for the uh, for the tackler and for the ball receiver. And so we're really just looking to uh, to remove the risk of those mid-air collisions, uh, the potential for injury. Um, mm-hmm. Without detracting from the game itself, and again we um, we trialled that this year. Um, we think it warrants further exploration as a trial. That uh, we're not clear yet on whether um, whether this is something that we should embed um, permanently in the game. But we definitely think it, it warrants further exploration this year. I know from a commentary point of view, uh, one of the things my fellow commentators talk about when it comes to scrum time is the frustration of reset scrums. Uh, you've also looked to address this. Yeah, yes, we have. So, um, you know, no, I don't think anybody enjoys uh, interminably reset scrums and you know, everyone standing around for three, four, five minutes while while the front rows uh, try to get it right. So, um, yeah, we're, we're we're looking to just speed the game up a little bit there, remove those interminable scrum resets um, by allowing you know. For, for um, either a, an uncontested scrum or a free kick if the scrum collapses without um, a penalty infringement. So people can get more details on this if they go to the uh, nzrugby.co.nz website, Steve, and you've uh, also uh, in there you've outlined the reasons why in more detail. Uh, who was actually part of uh, the group assessing these changes and uh, perhaps uh, recommending the, the implementation of it? Yeah, we've uh, we've been through a, a, a several rounds of, of consultation and exploration. So, um, yeah, we've engaged with a, a range of different groups. We've uh, we've had a group of um, you know, former um, All Blacks and experienced coaches, and, and Wayne Smith's uh, quoted in the um, in the media release. He's he's been uh, one of the, the influential members in developing uh, some of these trials. Um, but we've also um, had working groups that have involved provincial union staff, uh, coach developers, coaches themselves. Um, we've also had a um, player input. We had a um, youth player representative from uh, from the Tasman region that um, that joined a workshop, a full day workshop in Wellington, to provide uh, the voice of a teenage participant as well. Um, so we've we've socialised these pretty uh, thoroughly. Um, before getting them to this point, and again, now we want to trial them um, on a broader level. But we will we will learn from those trials uh, and evaluate at the end of next season before we decide um, what the future is for these trials. Okay, uh, just one more thing before we, we let you go. Of course, you're in charge of of uh, community rugby and that and grassroots rugby, etc. And that means uh, uh, the NPC, the FPC, etc. Uh, anything um, on the horizon, the near horizon, and bearing in mind, of course, Auckland is still in, in level two as such. 
It's level four, sorry. Um, no, yeah, level four. I wish it was level two. Um, no, we're, mm. we're still await see. Uh, hopefully, we get some positive news on on Monday, and and Auckland moves to level three with a a pathway to level two. But um, like everybody else, we'll, we'll just be waiting to see what that announcement is. Okay, Steve, thanks very much for your time this morning and clarifying a few points, uh, the why and wherefores of those rule changes. I hope it goes well, really do. Thanks very much, Steve. Cheers. Yeah, Yeah, cheers. Steve Lancaster there from uh, New Zealand Rugby. Um, He's uh, the man with the responsibility of of implementing these changes and uh, and as he said, uh, it's only experimental at this stage um, and uh, every year something new comes in. Seems a lot 15, but uh, if you read through the fine print, really, go to that website, nzrugby.co.nz, uh, you'll find uh, a lot more justification than, uh, than John Day and I were able to with very little warning. So if you really feel deeply about it, that's the place to go.